In this episode, my guests and I cover powerful psychological tricks used to create conspiracy theories that spread like wildfire online and suck millions of people in. Can you guess what some of these tricks are? Keep listening to find out. Welcome to Escaping the Rabbit Hole, hosted by former conspiracy theorist Antonio Perez, author of Converting Conspiracy Theorists. Antonio looks at conspiracy theories from multiple angles, such as how do conspiracy theorists impact their family and friends? How can they escape the grip of conspiracy theories? And why do they fall down the rabbit hole in the first place? You'll discover strategies to set clear boundaries with people stuck in dangerous conspiracy theories and improve your mental well-being. Here's your host, Antonio Perez. Aloha, it's Antonio with EscapingTheRabbitHole.com. Today I have a special guest. He uh, is not a typical guest of what I have on. He is a guest that is in the kind of online marketing space, teaches people how to sell their products online. We had talked a few months ago about how he had fallen down the rabbit hole a while ago. So we're going to kind of get his perspective on it and maybe even get his perspective how some um, online marketing, some elements of sales play into um sucking people into conspiracy rabbit holes. My guess is Chaba Borzashi. Is that it? Yep, you nailed it. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for inviting me, Antonio. It's great to be here. It's a really unique podcast and uh, definitely looking forward to exploring and going deeper down the rabbit hole with you. That's very easy to do. Anytime when people ask me to look at a conspiracy, I I want to avoid it because I know I've already down, gone down that rabbit hole before, but I do know it's almost like you know people talk about like the the um like a compass system the the north star whatever Mm -hmm. sometimes i feel those feelings in my body i'm like okay that's a bad place for me to be let me not go down that rabbit hole because i could have if i had not de-radicalized myself in like 2007 ish i could have easily been at the capitol and i don't i don't want to end up in prison i mean that's a good bar if if your if your main if your main goal is to keep you out of prison maybe you should have some more goals True. So let me ask you, how um, how did you get pulled into the rabbit hole? Uh, uh, kind of a two-parter. How did you get pulled in the rabbit hole in the first place? And what kind of rabbit hole did you find yourself in? Sure. So as a, as a brief context for people, I was born in Transylvania, Romania. Yet, yes, that's Transylvania with the vampires and stuff. Uh, funny enough, there's no conspiracy theories around that in Romania. Uh, but uh, I am ethnically Hungarian. So now I live in Budapest, Hungary, which has all, it's all, all t- types of like uh, conspiracy theories because of the right-wing hardline government here headed by Viktor Orban. Uh, but how I was pulled into, the, into it is, I think it's, it's something that resonates with a lot of people. I, I only, always felt like a black sheep in my family because uh, most of most of my peeps were basically either like laborers or, um, you know, people who were, I mean, most of my extended family w- w- were peasants in a sense, because this is Eastern Europe we're talking about, right? Rural Eastern Europe. Uh, and I was always much more interested in like reading, uh, learning English, uh, studying psychology and philosophy and things like that. And um, I, especially when I became a teenager, I really felt alone, right? Most of my people, most of my, uh, you know, classmates and friends wanted to do just go, go partying and drink and all the typical, you know, dude stuff. Uh, and uh, I, I just, 
I, I just felt alone. And I think this is uh, one of the catalysts that brings people into the world of conspiracy theories because I felt like, yes, the world doesn't understand me and I want to understand the world better. Uh, and I always felt like somehow people are lying to me because this, this image that they're trying to project on me, that this is life, this is what you should do. And keep in mind, we are talking about uh, people who have been radic who have been under a brutal communist dictatorship for 60 plus years, right? Uh, and they were conditioned to be afraid, to be paranoid, to be to always teach me like, hey, don't try to stand out, don't try to be different or unique, because then the secret police is going to take you away or something like that. So, so, so you got so interrupting. So you got to the point. So you had the communistic dictatorship, and they told you, hey, don't don't try to stand up. But but so you were under that rule. So you're like, no, no, that doesn't make sense. Yes, because when I was born, I mean, uh, there was a revolution in 1989 in, in Romania when Nicolae Ceausescu, which was the dictator of Romania, got overthrown. Uh, but my parents were still, you know, they still grew up in that world. And uh, when I was growing up in the 90s, it was basically like Russia in the 90s. So total chaos, anarchy, sky high inflation for years. I just felt like, you know, things aren't clicking, like there must be something else as well. And then I started, as I started reading more and more, especially on the internet, uh, ideas that are conspiratorial by nature spread easier than, um, let's just say, scientific ideas or, yeah. or, or something like that. And as I started discovering this world, I was like, holy moly, like, Yes, I always knew there was something fishy about this. Yep. I always knew there was something fishy. And now this is the real truth that somebody has been keeping from me. Uh, the government, the school system. Well, most people didn't even know about these things where I grew up. Uh, but but I, I felt like, oh, yeah, the banking system, that is evil. Like there's inflation and stuff. Big pharma. I mean, that must be evil. evil. Why not? Their whole business model is getting people addicted to stuff. Um, and then... It went deeper and deeper from this point. One thing you mentioned in um, about, uh, I guess, feeling alone in my book, uh, Converting Conspiracy Theorists. Hopefully I'll get this video kind of switch around. I talk about the FAME model. It's F-A-M-E. F stands for feeling powerless and insignificant. I don't know about you, but at the time, I when I got into conspiracy theories, I was introduced to Alex Jones. I actually met this mm -hmm. guy at a bar, white guy. Um, leather jacket he had a pocket constitution anybody listening if you see somebody with a pocket constitution turn around run it's a red flag it's a red flag so at the time i felt like powerless insignificant but i also wanted to be the hero i felt like a victim but i wanted to be the hero like hey everybody look at this i got the secret information um so that's that was one of the biggest things and then in regards to um the secret information in like um uh the banking cartel etc these ideas go back thousands of years and it usually revolves around the jews i'll just say it it's usually the jews and if you've noticed you know for thousands of years they had this thing called blood libel l-i-b-e-l that's the idea that jews were killing christian babies like thousands mm. of years ago now you know with the, with the um the event of invention of QAnon, i think people that whoever is responsible for QAnon got smart they know they can't say it's the jews because that's really bad optics so instead they're like it's hollywood elite i'm like but you're still saying mm -hmm. when you say hollywood elite you're saying the jews it's a secret it's a uh, racist dog whistle to them 
So I think they've got smart in changing it from the Jews to Hollywood elite and to Democrats and satanic pedo- and just freaking mind boggling. Thanks for listening to Escaping the Rabbit Hole. To get instant access to the newest episodes of the podcast and the first three chapters of Antonio's newest book, go to www.escapingtherabbithole.com and enter your first name and best email and smash the button that says get the podcast. So let me ask, what was your perspective on mental health growing up versus now? Well, I didn't know much about mental health when I was growing up. I was always interested in psychology, um, and I realized that lots of people around me are alcoholics or depressed, but it's just considered normal because it's like, hey, this is what people do, right? Um, Again, keep in mind, we're talking about Eastern Europe here. It's famous for being full of alcoholics and people who are depressed. Just look at like Russians nowadays even. Um, And... uh, now mental health i have a bachelor's degree in cognitive psychology my wife is a therapist uh we we constantly talk about these things my my the the thing i do nowadays is applied persuasion psychology i basically help people come up with messages that uh, move people that get them to to uh, do something to take action uh and as 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 i was deepening these skills and i was i was becoming a professional uh, copywriter at one point whose job is to come up with messages again that move people retroactively i realized more and more things that were happening to me uh so i was basically an actor in this story of like getting sucked into someone's content um all those ideas seemingly making sense although in reality they are full of all sorts of different uh cognitive you know dissonances and all sorts of faults and errors but i did feel like oh yeah i mean most of it makes sense. So it must be legit, right? Because it's it's kind of makes sense. Did it make sense logically or did it make sense emotionally? Or was it, you know, the idea of sell emotion, follow up with, with yeah. logic? Well, both. Uh, it also made, I think it's also important to, uh, for something to make sense logically, at least to a certain degree, right? And it's not that uh, hard to put together a logical argument that might not withstand a peer review trial, but might uh, might seem logical heuristically. But in terms of emotions, of course, just like you said, I feel felt like an outsider. I felt like a black sheep. I felt I was very anxious when I was um, uh, a teen. I had long hair as well. I, I got sucked into the rocker culture as well, uh, which again correlates very closely with lots of right wingers and conspiracy theories. Not saying and, they're bad people. And rebels, right? And rebels, yeah. Oh, and the same thing. Like I, as I said, I grew up in the Transylvania region of Romania, which belonged to Hungary for like a thousand years before the First World War. So after the First World War, it got annexed to Romania. So me, as a minority Hungarian growing up there, that also added to this rebel spirit. It's like, oh yeah, I am a minority. The majority is trying to push me down. Is trying to eradicate my culture. Uh, and uh, and this these whole things basically created the mindset of like, I'm a rebel and I want to find out the deeper hidden truth. And I was always interested in in, in information. Even now, one of my guiding principles in life is to uh, figure out, you know, is to get as close as possible to understanding how the world and the human mind works. And that was there even then, but I got sidetracked because the persuasion power of conspiracy theories is much stronger than the persuasion power of like peer-reviewed meta studies about the COVID vaccine, for example. Because those peer-reviewed studies are 
Sorry for my language. Fucking boring. boring. Super boring. Yeah. I think science could do a better. Um, it, it'd be nice if they could find a way to bridge it to um to have some kind of translation, even on uh, studies saying, hey, here's here's the human terms. And if you think about it, there's some copywriters out there that talk about uh, there's one in particular, I'm not gonna mention who he is, he kind of borders on conspiracy theories. Um he talks about <clears throat> taking studies and then finding that little grain, the little grain, the little grain of truth, and then kind of beefing it up and making it sound it sounds sexy and exciting. Yeah, that's what the unique mechanism is about. The unique mechanism of the problem and the solution, uh just finding a logical, seemingly logical connection between two things, analogies, because most people don't have the time and the energy, and they just don't want to put in the effort to understand things. They just want to, they just want ready-made, uh, like, belief systems just here. There you go. Does it correlate with your deeper beliefs? Yes or no? If it does, then they're going to absorb it. If no, they're going to reject it right off the bat. This ties into your idea or your, about Budapest being kind of depressing at the time, especially what you see on the outside is going to kind of was going to have an impact on you. Six months after 9-11, I was at a bar in uh, just outside of Detroit in Michigan. Met this guy, like I said earlier, he had the the um, biker jacket with a pocket constitution. I think we were talking about 9-11 or something. And then he asked me, do you know who Alex Jones is? When I told him I didn't, he, he unleashed everything. He told me about like the New World Order, skull and crossbones. Mm-hmm the shadow government, all these like kind of buzzwords. And then that, because I'd been depressed like pretty much most of my life, that helped mm-hmm. to explain, oh, this explains why I'm depressed. It's not things on the inside. It's the outside world. It's not your fault. It's again, it's a copywriting strategy. It's not your fault. It's them who are trying to keep you down. It's us versus them. It's you. Exactly. It's, and that's what made me addicted to um, Alex Jones. The one, one thing I remember Alex Jones um, one of his documentaries, he had this, it was a 9-11 truth documentary, and they, there's one little clip where he says something about um, alternative media. It's, and I know exactly why he positioned it this way. He was talking about something, and then he said the alternative media, and boom, and the, the video went on him, like, oh yeah, I'm like, you're framing yourself as the alternative media. And we see uh, how, that, how that's gone over the past few, few years. But you know what? I think Trump really notched it up when he was smart when he called fake news. First, mm-hmm. if you take the idea of alternative media, eh, boring. Fake news is a sexy. Is your sexy mental concept. and emotional health being affected by a loved one trapped in conspiracy theories? If so, discover how Antonio can help you set clear boundaries and reclaim your mental well being. Book your free 20 minute consultation call by going to www.escapingtherabbithole.com slash call. That's escapingtherabbithole.com forward slash C-A-L-L. So what's one idea that you think uh, majority of people get wrong about conspiracy theorists? One idea that people get wrong about conspiracy theorists. I think they, I think they try to convince them with facts. And it's really, really hard because it's mostly an emotional thing. I was also like, I was the one trying to convince people of, hey, can't you see how yeah. there's chemtrails, how they're trying to poison you, how there's a new world order, there's Illuminati, there's CIA, uh, you know, sex slaves, beta slaves, right? Uh, oh can't you 
Yeah, I read a book. I read like a 600 uh, page book about how the CIA uh, like abducts children and then systematically deconstructs their uh, their psyche. It fragments it and then creates sex slaves and delta slaves, which were supposed to be the killers who you can activate remotely. Was that was that Fritz Springmeier? Yes, exactly. It oh. was. You know, he actually got in trouble for a uh, bank robbery. That's not even his real name. He got he got in trouble for wow. a bank robbery. I think it was like trying to blow something up. But yeah, it's so funny. I remember Fritz Springmeier like reading that stuff. Like, oh my god, like this guy has the knowledge. And then, but it's funny with you know, you said you're a minority um, in your country at the time. Compared, it was like was it like a, was it color minority or more ethic ethically minority? An ethnic minority, because okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. So me growing up as uh, well, Mexican, Italian, um, probably like 50% Mexican or whatever. I don't know how I grew up into right wing because my parents are teachers. I was mm -hmm. raised being liberal, um, you know, like take care of the, I'm not saying that conservatives don't believe this, but it, liberals generally want to have social, more social services. I don't know how I fell into right wing buffoonery. I, at one point I was taking some of Alex Jones arguments. Um, I actually, I, I wrote a small blog on MySpace years ago about, um, I think the title was, since when did I become an immigrant? It was almost like my way to demonize other people. And I don't know how I ever mm -hmm. fell into that garbage. Um, on the idea of convincing people um, with facts, if you haven't gotten this book, Chaba, get this book, How to Have Impossible Conversations. It is a phenomenal book. It's about street epistemology. Mm -hmm. It's a good way um to help people to rethink their positions one question i really mm -hmm. love in there is a scaling question it's um on a scale of zero to ten how confident are you in the belief that the cia is creating um creating sex slaves mm -hmm. and if in the book says if it's a really high number like a, like a nine or a ten there's a good chance that they have no evidence for it and it's a moralistic belief maybe and i think you see if it's like an eight or lower Let's say if somebody says seven, you go, why don't you choose like a, uh, a six or a five? You get them to start in introducing mm -hmm. out into their own position. And that only, like the book says, it only works if somebody is willing to have a conversation Yeah, if they're not going to scream at you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love it. Uh, I, I've heard about this methodology before, a version of it at least, but the problem is I don't really apply it, which is ironic because that's my job is to, is to, is to influence people to do something, yet I can't really... Uh, influence uh, my parents or my I mean convincing or influencing your family members is the worst is the hardest thing ever because it's like you're attached to them emotionally so you get sucked into this whole game and it pisses you off right uh, yeah. and, and you use it and you just lose your frame so this brings up a point about uh, an experience I had yesterday so I told you before this I my girlfriend and I were caregivers for a 91 year old neighbors in a nursing home and well, I went over there yesterday, this lady, um, she's there taking care of her mom. And as I'm walking away to go check on our, on our neighbor, she's like, oh, you need to watch The Sound of Freedom. As soon as she told me that, I'm like, oh, son of a bitch. It's a movie that a lot of right-wingers and QAnon fanatics are pushing. It's about. Oh, I see. You know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. And it falls back to the idea of, you know, uh, it, it, don't get me wrong. Pedophiles are fuck. They're disgusting. My opinion is... Put a bullet to the head, whatever. And this, uh, how do I say, this movie, I'm going to edit some of this out. 
Apparently, Tim Ballard, the guy that the movie's based off of, is very loose with reality. It sounds like, you know, the movie Taken? This sounds like a much, Mm -hmm. like a worse version of Taken. A lot of um, conspiracy theorists are claiming the movie's been banned in movie theaters. Uh, They claimed it was banned in a a chain of movie theaters called AMC here in the States. And even the the CEO came out on Twitter. He's like, no, like, we've already sold like a million tickets. You guys are lying. And like... The idea that they're banning, like, oh, they're like the idea is they're showing the movie, but they're telling people it's sold out. I'm like, why would they? They could have just not put the movie in the movie theater to begin with. Like these huge logical leaps. Mm-hmm. I think it's a typical narrative that happens all the time when you have something that's a bit, a bit, a little bit too attached, uh, too detached from reality, and then somebody comments on it or something, or somebody wants to point this out, and it's like, oh no, they're trying to ban it because they know it's the truth. Yeah, and it plays we- very well into the narrative of, of QAnon and the, the liberals and the government and everything. and especially post Epstein, right? Especially since then, it's a it's a really nice little argument to have if they want to. Oh, so one of the interesting thing uh, points about the movie, the actor, uh, the main actor, Jim Caviezel, I think his name is. Mm-hmm. He's talked about QAnon before, and I think he's meant I, he might have mentioned stuff about adrenochrome. I could be wrong. He's all like drinking blood and whatnot. He claims he's against pedophilia, which is a good thing. At the same time, he's a staunch Catholic. Like how? Yeah, how are you claiming that you're against uh, pedophilia, but you're not calling out one of the largest organizations that have protected priests of hurting kids? That just boggles my mind. And this lady at the nursing home yesterday, she's like, oh, you need, you need to watch this movie. And I was like, oh, God. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to get angry in the nursing homes. I'm not trying to, like, set any other old people off. So I went up and I told her, I'm like, listen, I'm like, and then she, it's funny. She brought this argument, like, oh, we don't need to pay attention to AI and the aliens, all alien, the idea of aliens are coming out of the U.S. government. And we don't have to pay attention to cl- climate change. This is important. It's funny when the one of the biggest revelations, like, oh, aliens are real. Conspiracy theorists, like, they're like, oh, no, let's focus on this fake satanic pedophilia stuff. I'm like, dude, the biggest conspiracy is here. Why are we not looking at it? Which kind of boggled my mind. So at one point, I kind of shut it down. I'm like, you know what? I'm like, I could have been more emotionally calm, but if I see her again, I'm actually going to get a list of a local um, organizations that help kids and go up to her. But here, here's a list. If you want to help, call this con- call this mm-hmm. information i was actually at a hypnosis conference this past weekend i told you earlier i pres- did a talk on conspiracy theories and one of my friends there she told me she had a client she's in the uk she had a client that told her like hey like they're, they're keeping kids trapped in the tunnels under london so my friend the, this hypnotherapist she just played into the into reality she's like really she's like come on let's go right now let's go rescue these kids and of course she shut up She's like, let's go rescue these kids. And she's like, listen, I'm a mom. If this is happening, I will. I really honestly want to stop this. And that lady, she just like instantly shut it down. The, um, the idea of satanic pedophiles has been around for thousands of years, just because it's easy to demonize pedophiles because they're evil people. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it from an evolutionary psychology point of view, uh, it just makes sense. It's one of the 
the, the most evil things you can do to children, right? And, and people are afraid of that. So I can totally imagine that it's been around for thousands of years, as well as like, hey, there's this dark cabal who is like trying to control you and they're lying to you, everyone's lying to you and there's this big conspiracy. Well, I don't know about you, Neil, but uh, if I if I try to tell a secret to uh, a few people, it gets out very, very fast. Like the amount of extreme professionalism that would have to be in the U.S. government to keep things like aliens and the lizard people a it real secret. Happen. It ain't happening. No, especially in a culture which 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 is super individualistic and uh, everybody just wants to make more money and, and be known for something or something. There would be so many whistleblowers. And cameras everywhere, like everything's being recorded. Somebody yeah. freaking blab. Somebody would have gotten drunk, would have blab. And that goes back to But that still, idea. but still, what if? What if? <laughs> and that's that's the powerful part. It's like, yeah, maybe 99%, it's nothing, but what if? Um, in my book, uh, Converting Conspiracy Theorists, here's another shameless plug. I think it's in chapter 10. There's a uh it's about questions. I mentioned how Alex. Jones will give you little kernels of truth. And then he'll say, oh, if they lied to you about X, what else have they lied to you about? And your, your mind just spins out of control. And then you're, oh man, they've lied about this and this and this. And you start connecting the dots. And before you know it, you think you're an info, war, an info warrior that's gonna, mm-hmm. gonna protect a bunch of kids from evil satanic pedophilia. It's funny. But before they- that, you buy his supplements. And his info product and his everything. Aye, aye, aye. I want to figure out which copyright. There was a copyright. I forget what his name was. There was a copywriter that was helping to sell some of his stuff. What? So Alex Jones, I tell people that it's more, I'm sure you probably heard about this whole debacle of um, getting sued over Sandy Hook families. Right? Yes, yes. It's more ethical to sell heroin than to make money off dead kids. I'm sure, I mean, you having a kid now, I'm sure you would probably agree. Yeah, it's it's really despicable what they did. But you know, I think it highlights something that I was really thinking about, thinking a lot lately. Because here in Hungary, uh, the government is super right wing now. They've been on power since uh, 2010, and they're super populist as well. And they're becoming more and more paranoid. And they're indoctrinating the whole. Uh, I mean, not the whole, but. Uh, especially the older people, people who live in the countryside and the, the, the lower social economic status people to be very weary of outsiders and migrants and, and all these things. But what I realized is that the reason why he's doing it, the reason why Joe Rogan has turned super right wing, the reason why even like Jordan Peters, who I used to look up to really like a lot, he's just, I, I feel like he's losing it, Right. Uh, Elon Musk, again, trying to totally turn a Twitter into an echo chamber. The reason why they're doing that is because this type of messaging converts way better than the uh, reason-based messaging. And they just want to make money and us. they want influence. Us versus them. Yeah. And it's emotionally much more manipulative. That's also why you mentioned this. I don't know if it is in the podcast or before it, but you mentioned that uh, these uh, health sales letters or which usually sell to right-wing older audiences or, or, or the financial ones, they always have some sort of paranoid story or they always have some sort of scare tactics and the enemy and us versus them. Oh yeah. And I, that's it just works. Soured me from doing copywriting for like the health space and I'm like, it plus because I know they could easily pull me down another rabbit hole. I'm like, dude, I don't, 
I, I avoided going to the Capitol riots once. I don't want to go back. I don't want to be in that position ever again. To get instant access to the newest episodes of the podcast and the first three chapters of Antonio's newest book, go to www.escapingtherabbithole.com and enter your first name and best email and smash the button that says, get the podcast. Let me ask, what was, if, if you can remember it, what was your, your first thought after you stopped believing in conspiracy theories? If you can remember, if you can't remember it, what, what do you think it might've been? I distinctly remember when I was like, at that point, I was believing in chemtrails, in lizard people, in a sense, in the Illuminati, the New World Order, uh, the satanic cults, all these things. I've been also going to shamanic camps he, uh, in, in Hungary where I was doing like, you know, walking on ashes and transbreeding and meditation and stuff like that. And and, and, and I, I, I was a student uh, at that point. Um, and at some point, I, re- I started feeling like, dude, like there are, there are inconsistencies everywhere. Like there's leaky stuff here and there, and it just doesn't add up. Like in a, in a, in a vacuum, this theory kind of makes sense. But if you combine it with this, it doesn't make sense. And it's like, what the hell is happening? And I just started thinking more and more into this and into it. And I distinctly remember it was a weekend day. I just went for a walk and suddenly just dawned on me like, dude, what if they, these, these conspir- people like Alex Jones and, and David died, they are the ones who are lying to me because they want to exploit my attention. What if, what if all these shamans and these, these people who claim to know the truth, they are the ones that they're doing the, it's, it's like Russian propaganda, the same, the same thing. If we want to do something like uh, bomb a nuclear power plant, we accuse the other of bombing the nuclear power plant, right? Uh, and suddenly it just felt like, I felt betrayed. I felt sick. I became sick actually for, for a few days. And I was sick of myself, of, of being misled for so long. And, uh, and I felt like, I, I can't believe I, I bought into this. Like now it's starting to make sense. And I, I felt like such a superior human being to everybody else. I was preaching like, you don't understand. This is the truth. Why don't you accept this? Why don't you accept this? It's totally logical. Uh, and then I, I really felt like a, a jackass. Question. Um, you don't have to comment on this because I know there's been some links between narcissism and conspiracy theories. Do you ever, did you ever associate having narcissistic, narcissistic tendencies, or do you think that conspiracy theories might've exploited that element in you? Cause I have this knowledge. You don't have this. I need to give this to you. You need to listen to me. So I definitely had narcissistic tendencies. I still do in a sense. Um, and, and it definitely exploited that, especially when it comes to like, um, feeling superior feeling unique uh, as someone who understands something and others don't right so i'm better than you in a sense did you feel more superior once you got pulled into this stuff like you'd always been looking for something you're lonely then you find it then you're like oh my god i have this i feel superior oh oh yeah definitely because in in my real life i was basically a little depressed i was super slim at first i was a little fat then i was super slim uh, I was having trouble with the ladies because I constantly fell in love with someone, but then I was so afraid to tell them. And I was just, you know, until it, it culminated in being friend zoned every single time because everybody knew except me. 
Um, so when I when I started to um, to get sucked into conspiracy theories, it really felt like, oh yes, now I have something, something that gives me value. Totally. I, so it, you explain this stuff feels like, like um, it almost feels like you're repeating my story. Oh, that um, that reminds me. So the idea of lizard people. I use it as my barometer of what was bullshit. We used to do a conspiracy movie night in Detroit, uh, 2005, like maybe 2006, 2007. We would have no tinfoil to people. So we tried to like make a light of everything and have fun. And um, at the time I was also paranoid. Didn't help. What was I doing? Oh, cocaine. That made mm. things worse for us. It was cocaine just ramps up dopamine. So that definitely made the paranoia worse. When people would ask me like, I distinctly remember at one time somebody's like, oh, what what about David Icke and the reptilian people? I'm like, oh, I'm not that crazy. I just believe this other bullshit. Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. was your what was what conspiracy theory was too crazy for you? You know, a few minutes ago I said that I believe this and that. It's hard to remember exactly what I believed. Uh, now that I think about it, probably the re- reptilian people seemed like believing that there are legit reptilian people might have seemed crazy but at the same time i was uh, i was getting information from all sorts of source all sorts of sources including here in hungary that yes we are the descendants of like um, uh, the orion belt planets from the orion belt and there was atlantis and the hungarians are actually the descendants of of of, of the atlanteans and jesus was hungarian actually and oh, uh, even more important like oh my god like of course i have this knowledge because i'm part i'm part of this lineage Yes, exactly, exactly. And you know, Hungarians, they are descended from the Huns and from like Mongolians. They're really unique people in Europe because the language is totally different from everything else. And uh, like uh, lineage wise, they're also totally different. So it's like some aliens get put into the middle of Europe, right? Because of this, even to this day, and this is what Orban Victor uh, really uh, exploits well, that, oh, you are so special. You're just kept down by by uh, Brussels, by and they want you to keep you, you know, occupied uh, instead of having peace with Russia. The, the audio cut out. You, you cut out when you said something about Brussels. You, he said you guys. Were yeah. Down by- so, so the European Union wants to like basically uh, keep you down because they know that you know the truth and you know that you are the real uh, smart person right and then you know they know that you know that this whole war with ukraine and and russia is just a scam because the west just wants to exploit this right um so all sorts of these things i was exposed to so i don't remember exactly getting back to your question i don't remember exactly what was too crazy i did believe in a satanic cult I mean, there might be some people, if there are two people there, I, I'm sure there are some Satanists who are pedophiles out there, but it's not a organized uh, countrywide system, that's for sure. Um, and, and the idea that, because I think if somebody is a pedophile, they generally don't want other people to know because they're worried about being outed. So I don't think they're all going to yeah. get together and be like, hey, I'm, I'm one of the most evil pieces of shit on the planet. Let's talk about our stuff. I don't think that would work. I think people would be so ashamed like, yeah, no, we're not talking about it. Unless they form something like a really secret society where it's like, if you can't yeah. get out because we're going to assassinate you if you want to get out. 
and this is where the whole Jeff, Jeffrey Epstein things comes in. So um, I think that was really, I mean, probably, probably he was an asshole. Yeah. Uh, probably he exploited uh, underage people. Probably he also did very shady deals with all sorts of high level people. But, but blaming him for everything or like using this as a springboard to something like QAnon, it's yeah, it's a bit too much, I think. And um, we're, we're gonna wrap up pretty soon. But the idea on Jeffrey Epstein, the girl that broke kind of broke the story open was I think her name is Virginia, I forget mm-hmm. what Wafer, whatever her name is. So the idea that that these elite are powerful enough to kill Epstein, but they're letting her run amok is I don't. You see what I'm saying? I see people. Oh look, um, the uh, Epstein didn't kill himself. The elite killed him. Like then why are they? Why are these elite letting this girl run wild? They could have easily just killed her and shut everything up, but I don't know. It's just uh, that's that's a good idea. Maybe they they could have. Uh, maybe the the idea behind this is that they, if the elite killed the girl, then that would be confirmation that there is an elite. Uh, I I think ultimately it doesn't matter. We're not going to find out the real truth anyway. And ultimately, I don't care to be honest. What I care about is bingo. What what specific uh, manipulation and uh, and and brainwashing and propaganda techniques certain factions and certain people are using to uh, exploit the belief systems of others. And this is true for both the right wing as well as the left wing, because both sides are doing it. What I've just seen is that the right wing is having a renaissance nowadays. And with especially with Elon buying Twitter, it has become an echo chamber there. And it's like, don't you know, you publicly... Don't you mean, don't you mean X? Didn't he re- just read... Oh, the- X. Yeah, now it's X. Yeah. Um, and wasn't, so, there something, wasn't there something called threads that was happening for like two or three days? What happened to that? I don't know, to be honest. But apparently it's not doing so well. But I never checked it out. You know, I was busy being a, a first-time dad. Um, but yeah, ultimately the thing is, I just want to find out the methodology, I just want to observe the methodology, just like a scientist, because that's what I consider myself to be, the methodology behind certain manipulation, um, you know, techniques, right? And what I've seen is that right-wingers use it much more consistently, and all the things correlate really well, like how there's there was this thing called Operation Infection with a K that the uh, KGB, then FSB, uh, developed, precisely to destabilize the West, this precisely for things like uh, destabilizing the election, for using troll farms. So that thing and the Russian propaganda and the right-wing groups all around Europe uh, that tie into the Russian propaganda and Elon and now Jordan Peterson and Joe Rogan, all these things and Tucker Carlson, like it's like, I'm not saying there's an cabal between them or something. I think they just realized that, hey, this gets more attention. It gets us more power. More it gets money, us more and money, money. And more importantly, most importantly, I think it gets us rabid followers. Yes. Look at Trumpers. I mean, it's just wild. It's the same as like hardcore Orban Victor friends here. It's like no matter what he does, like he could he could he could murder a child in front of them and they would still like forgive him. It's like, oh, but that child was like a QAnon demon or something. Oh my god, there was this um guy in California that uh, I actually knew somebody here that knows him, this guy from like a um surf community. 
apparently he took him around to Mexico. He thought his two kids were um were satanic, ended up killing his own kids. And in jail, he started like de-radicalizing. I'm like, you know, I'm sorry, you you're an asshole. Have you kind of distilled how to make rabid followers using some of the frameworks that that um the right wing kind of provocateurs have been using? I think yes. I think I've because one of the things that I did uh two years ago is to go back to the source of, of the people who invented uh, scientific advertising and direct response marketing to Claude Hopkins and to uh, all sorts of old school so-called OG copywriters. And I broke down a hundred of their sales letters during a hundred days as a public YouTube challenge. And I posted all the videos on YouTube. You can go watch it. That was um, amazing. I'm going to, um, below this, if you're on my website, escape the rabbit hole below it, I'll have a link to the, um, 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 uh, Playlist. playlist. Yeah. So based on this, I also distilled, like I, I tried to really figure out what were the common themes, what were the strategies that they were using, the the, the secret strategies uh, or the not so secret ones. And I put together something called Chaba's Copy Memoirs, which exposes this. And uh, ultimately I came up with something called the neuroplastic belief shifting method that I think was happening. And we don't have time to go into it right now, but uh, I think it's a great prototype to basically sell any idea to anyone and shift their beliefs. In fact, get them to convince themselves uh, to establish a new one buying belief, a so-called new one buying belief, so that from that point on, uh, it doesn't matter what anybody else says, because your solution is superior and better and different compared to anybody else's. So yes, it could be used, but the question is, A, do I want to use it? No, because I have a soul and I'm not a psychopath, unlike many politicians. Um, and two, uh, what type of people would this attract, right? I, I don't want to attract like people who are rabbit followers in a way. I know that some courses and some gurus try to sell this idea that, oh, you should get rabbit followers. But no, I, I, I want to make a meaningful impact in the world. And uh, it's not something that I'm interested in, right? Uh, but lots of copywriters, lots of marketers, they're just after the money. They just, they, they're going to sell you snake oil if they can. And it's the same story, right? 5,000 years ago, there was still the six snake oil salesman just yeah. as today. Just look at ClickBank. Yeah. So if you want to learn ethical persuasion, uh, gameofconversions.com is a website, right? Yes. One last question. What does escaping the rabbit hole mean to you personally? Well, it's a good question. Um, as I said, one of my guiding principles in life is to get as close as possible to understanding how the world really works. So for me, it's to get the clutter out and to find the source of the truth, if that's possible. I know it's if you're never going to find the 100% truth because it always comes through a filter, right? No matter what information source you use, unless you're maybe like a nuclear physicist where, where it's like, it's cold, hard, hard physics. You can't argue with that. Um, and even my brain is a filter, right? I also have my own uh, belief system. I also have my my doubts and my uh, irrationalities. No matter hard how hard I try to um, to not be influenced by them. So basically, it means to uh, to figure out what's bullshit, what's obviously bullshit, and to figure out what's the highest likelihood of being the truth and then and then go from there and then try to influence others of this as well. But if they're not interested, then 
not force it on them, unlike most conspiracy theorists. That's one thing when I um, came out of conspiracy theories, I was going to comment what you said earlier, 2007, 2008, I moved to Kauai from Michigan. And then I thought to myself, like, what if all this is real? What if the Illuminati is real and sex slaves and death? I don't care. And then it, it it helped to loosen everything up. And from there, everything started to fall apart. Thank you so much for jumping on. I um, This is actually great. Getting perspective for from somebody that knows how to engineer persuasion. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure. And I could also talk for a long time about this because there's so many cool nuances here. Uh, we could go way deeper into the specifics of how these manipulation techniques work, what they exploit. Uh, but if you're interested in that, go learn direct response copywriting. One of the places you can do uh, do it on is my website, gameofconversions.com. Um, and I also have like a cool cheat sheet that you might be interested in. Uh, gameofconversions.com forward slash copywriting secrets, since we're talking about secrets. And that's going to give you all the biggest insights. I'll put the link below the video. Cool. That's going to give you the biggest insights, what I've learned after this 100-day proven sales that are breakdown challenge. And uh, if you're smart, you're going to discover that some of the most of these techniques are the exact techniques used by all the biggest uh, you know, influencers uh, as well. Thank you. And if anybody um, would like us to do a video in the future about how, um, you know, like how to create a conspiracy theory, that is actually a good idea. If anybody's interested in that, drop a comment below and we will go from there. Hmm. Aloha. Cool. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Escaping the Rabbit Hole. To get instant access to the newest episodes of the podcast and the first three chapters of Antonio's newest book, go to www.escapingtherabbithole.com and enter your first name and best email and smash the button that says get the podcast.